What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet where we review every live-action television show based on a comic book or a comic book property. My name is Cassie, and I am your fearless and heroic host here to lead you on this journey through comic book TV, a task that cannot be handled alone, so I'm here. I've gathered my friends here. Here with me, as always, is Ryan. You told me to bring fireworks. Yeah. But to- did not tell me why, what we're doing with them. Oh, that will come later, Ryan. Don't you on worry. On a podcast, you, you made me spend $1,000 of pop filter budget on fireworks. You only spent 1000 You said 1000 or this more. I went with 1000 This is a disaster. And it's one firework, by the way. So what? it's a dues. It's a one big... Is it just dynamite? <laughs> I just bought a stick of dynamite. <laughs> yeah, that's energy And there's I a need. timer on it, and the timer is going. Uh, this is called the Superhero Show Show. Mm-hmm. We removed the word hour from the title. But still, there's an hour on it. So, Oh, you still said it for an hour. So, Captain Host over there, if this show goes one second past an hour, we are all going to die. Excellent. I love that extra pressure. Mike, are you going to derail that? Should I not have these sparklers lit already? Should I wait that for the explosion? <laughs> no, that's that party energy that we need. I want all the sparklers lit. I'll hold them if the whole hour. Cassie, it's as if you asked if you were a firework, what would you be? And I'm fucking $1,000 worth of dynamite, and Mike is two sparklers. Hey, Those are- I know my self-worth. You know what? Sparklers, I would say, bring more joy, if you can say yeah. that. It brings... There you go. They spark joy. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Suck um, condo. <laughs> we've also brought along uh, our friend, Caitlin. Caitlin, how's it going? What up? I got so many lighters with me right now. I didn't know why, but I'm so glad that I'm here with these lighters and this lighter fluid. And I'm like already poured it on the floor, so it may be a little bit slick around here, but mm-hmm. I hope you're fine with it. Oh, I'm definitely fine with it. I noticed you put it in a pentagram form, too. Yes, I did. I was hoping we could like slide through that together, though. Slide through the yes, slide fluid like, on slide, fire. But slide on like the, the sides of it so we don't mess up the lines too much. That's, when I was a kid, we had these like slip and slides. Yes. But it was always like water. Yeah. Why wasn't it lighter fluid? Exactly. Oh, yeah. If you're from where I'm from, it was lighter fluid. Because <laughs> well, you, you guys could... couldn't afford water. Yeah, <laughs> no, but lighter fluid was everywhere. So was your crocodile mile a burning, like... A burning path into a crocodile's mouth and then into a pool of water to put yourself out? Yeah, but then we also put fire on top of that lake just for the effect. But once you went down, it still put you out. It just looked badass. If you ever see fire and you're always like, what should I put on top of this? It's more fire. It's more fire. Yeah, put some fire on top of that, baby. Fight yeah. fire with fire. That's what they say. <laughs> you guys, this is a very powerful energy. This is a powerful group we brought here. And now we're all armed with uh, explosives. So I don't know if this episode is going to be the one that like takes me out. Here's but the I'm issue. Every episode this. starts with us as friends and ends with us as enemies. Oh, yeah. So what? <laughs> it is when we all have fucking fireworks in our hand. I just have lighter fluid. I don't have fireworks. So. But You're... so much lighter fluid. <laughs> yeah. So much. I'm more nervous about you because Ryan is going to aim the dynamite bad. My sparklers might burn your nostril a little, but you can fully just douse us in the lighter fluid. <laughs> Boom. Oh, and she will for sure. I brought nothing and I just got to supervise you guys, which is not going to go well for me, I don't think. Well, the thing that you brought is the crazy idea to email us to bring fireworks mm-hmm. and then just sit back and watch the explosion. And see how you guys interpreted that. And I, I'm, I'm proud of you guys for one thing. I also brought a copy of Katy Perry's Fireworks single on cassette. Oh, good. So if we need that, then I Just have it. in case you feel like a plastic bag, like trapped in the wind. Just in case. Just, just wanted to start again, you know? Have you ever felt like that? Haven't we all? You're so right. In these times, exactly. Well, something is for sure going to spark you guys. What's going to be sparking soon this evening? We are going to be talking about the finale of Black Lightning, which popped off. But first, we're going to go over to our bullpen and do a fantasy super baseball draft 
Okay, everyone, welcome to the bullpen. I've got a full spread out. Does anybody have any complaints about this bullpen that I provided? Mike, how do you feel about this bullpen? Everyone else, shut up. I only care about Mike's opinion this week. Thank you. That yeah. means so much. It's a little stinky. Okay. But the well, kind that's... of stinky that you're like, this is either appetizing or has gone bad. I won't know till I put my mouth right around it. <laughs> if that's... you had to sum up Mike in like one second, it would be like, oh my God, I finally have my opportunity. I'm going to bu- ruin it as hard as I can. <laughs> what did I ruin? She get, like she wants a compliment. You have the floor, and the only thing you can say is stinky. The room is stinky. Oh, I do not cotton to people demanding compliments. I will right, not give and that's why people terrorism. don't talk to you. I Whatever. mean, he's... I'd rather be true and alone. <laughs> you stand by that. You stand in your truth. I support you fake fully. Friends. <laughs> well, fake friends. Uh, Ryan, can you tell us what we're doing in this bullpen? So it is almost, or it was almost before viruses, baseball season. Uh, and so what that means basically is fantasy baseball time. The most important sport is not football, not fantasy football. It's fantasy baseball. I bet, guys, if we tried really hard, we could apply that to superheroes and the TV shows that we watched. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a quick draft, two rounds, where we're going to draft the hitter and the pitcher that we want on our fantasy superhero baseball team. The rules are this. Only one hitter, only one pitcher. You have to explain why you drafted that person. Do we have a draft order, Cassie? Is that in your head? Already? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Just always say yes. yes. Way to improv. Yes, and it will start with Mike. There we and go. so, Mike, you're gonna, you're gonna, we're gonna do our hitters first, mm-hmm. and then and you're gonna, quitters? you're gonna tell us why you would put that hitter on your team. If you cheat, mm, how do you cheat? How how would one? You guys are all going to do list. it. I'm going to uh, declare all of you cheaters the entire time. So <laughs> I will tell oh. you how it works. You're gonna play Ryan style this time. Yes, and instead of call a mockery. <laughs> I will be Ryan's style. <laughs> is there a way that we can win this? Do we determine who has the strongest team? You determine, host. Yep. And so you can I pick will. you instead of us, but mm-hmm. that, it makes you look like, you know, not then great. you'd actually be the cheater Ryan's accusing you of. <laughs> so, Mike, hit her. Let's do this. Mm, I want to go with Ray the Adam Palmer because his strike area, is that the correct baseball lingo? Yeah, his strike zone. His strike zone uh, can be very, very small or very, very large. Well, you don't want probably the large. The small, <laughs> yeah, the small. You definitely want the small. small. But I he has options. to walk up to the plate as a small person. He can't shrink while the pitch is being thrown. No, yeah. I mean, that would be cheating. He'll walk up very tiny. But if the guy like fucks up, he'll just kill my pitcher. And I think uh, dead man on campus rules, I win the game. Okay. Not everything can be dead man on campus rules. But dead man on campus rules. <laughs> um, so this his strike zone is smaller than a baseball. Guys, does that feel like cheating to you? It seems a kind, little kind bit of. like it's cheating. And also, the most he can do is get a walk. So now he's on first base. Great. But then he can use his little rocket blasters every time to get to the next base very quickly. Oh, man. You don't understand bases or rocket blasters. Caitlin, who's your hitter? Uh, my hitter, uh, first hitter is going to be someone who already comes with a baseball bat. It's going to be Negan. Um, I think that he knows how to swing that back real hard. So um, that's why I want him to be my hitter. So he's just going to imagine that one guy's face yes. when the Glenn's ball's coming face. in? Glenn's Glenn. face. It's going to be Glenn. Instead of going down, though, he's going to go, you know, like the regular way you hit a bat. Does barbed wire. <laughs> Good old regular way. What an athlete. Does barbed wire help or hurt the ball when you hit it? Oh, Devo hurts because the ball's going to stick to that barbed wire. But um, 
we'll see if we can get Negan to like drop the barbed wire. We'll see if he lets go of Lucy, but probably not. Oh yeah, no, because he. Of the thing? It's Lucy or Lucille. I was gonna say Barbara, <laughs> but I think that's because Barbara <laughs> wire. Uh, but yeah, no, Negan is such like an, a manageable person who always takes advice. So Definitely. yeah, we'll see yeah. if he can do that. But is that going to be like Air Bud rules? Like if the ball sticks to the bat, which has never happened before, can you just run? Oh, it's nowhere in the playbook that you can just have the ball. I think we're just going to have to change the rules completely and say if it sticks to the back, then he definitely gets a grand slam. He, it, if it sticks to the bat, he drops the bat, slam. pulls out a gun, and then just points it at anyone <laughs> who's about to tag him. It's a very strong pick. Cassie, you got a hitter? Of course I got a hitter, and I'm surprised this person hasn't already got picked, you guys, because um, we all love her. We all know her. It's going to be Pepper from Katie Keene. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's right, everyone. And I'm picking her because there's no situation that she doesn't know how to deal with, and for sure she's going to pull like an Astros move. She's cheating without a doubt. Like It doesn't matter. She doesn't. Yeah, she's going to she read the plays. She like, has nudes of every other team member, and it was like, blackmailing them to throw the game exactly so she doesn't need to play good she just needs to play a mental game and that's what she's going to exceed at so to answer your question but before cassie there are not winners but there are definitely losers and that (laughs) is the worst shit i've ever heard i don't know about that so imagine a world 10 year old steps up to bat everyone's booing because they don't like him but he puts the bat on the ground and pulls out a key it's bodie Bodie is up to bat, and as the ball flies in, he pulls a key out, and a little keyhole in the ball opens up, and he jams the key in there, and then goes to a different world where he doesn't give a shit about baseball. So, like, he never knows what happens. An ice cream shop? Ryan, An ice cream shop. Do you think the fact that you pick Bodie, like, the pitcher's going to automatically just go for his face every single time because everyone <laughs> hates him so much? Yeah, if, if this is a world where it's all superheroes and Cassie, and yeah, Cassie is the pitcher, what, then yeah. for sure. I was going to say, Ryan, in a world where I am judging this and you pick Bodie, do you think it's going to go well for you? <laughs> Ryan plays with honor. <laughs> and, true. Which is and always poorly. pick Bodie. <laughs> All right, Mike, you have your hitter, and that was? The Adam. The Adam. Now you have a pitcher. Who's going to pitch for your team? Uh, I think Carl Crusher Creel, a.k.a. the Absorbing Man from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, one, he can put the baseball on his chain and whip that around to throw it, but also he can absorb the powers of the ball to really get insight into what the ball should do for what every the? pitch oh be the ball so <laughs> he will you literally th- be the ball so he holds the ball and then his arm becomes the ball and then you also think he has a, like a conversation with the ball well it's instantaneous it's not a conversation it's more like uh like quantum telepathy Cassie, I really think that Mike should be lower than me at this point. You, you picked Bodie, Ryan. Impossible. I'm in with the specific rim mind meld above Bodie for sure. He be the ball. That's the advice I always got. So I'm liking it so far. Caitlin Pitcher. All right. So I'm going for the fastest arm alive. That's right. I'm picking Barry Allen, a.k.a. The Flash. This is a cheat. This is stupid. You can't pick a speedster. Yeah, you pick Barry, and then somebody's like, I'm Jesse Quick. And somebody's like, I'm Wally West. And somebody's like, there's too many speedsters on this goddamn show, and I'm Reverse Flash. Although, I got to say, if if you have a 25-man roster of speedsters, that's going to get dangerous, right? Because when they yeah. bonk into each other, they implode. Like, they're just gone forever. That blooper reel is horrifying to watch. <laughs> but he will throw the ball at... Everyone, Bodie specifically. One million miles an hour? Yes. Like, what does the radar gun say? It, I bet it says nothing and then smokes a lot. The radar gun blows up. It's, like, very dangerous for him to play, but we have him on my team because he is the best. He could also... Blows it out of the park. Throw a slow ball, run to the uh, hitter, kick him in the nuts, and then run back to the mound, and no one will see what happens. Exactly. That's cheating, though, isn't it? No, there's no, nope. there's no rule in the playbook. There's no cheating in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> in baseball. <laughs> no one's just done it yet. I'm so glad Air Bud doesn't have a comic book TV show. Otherwise, that would be all of our picks. 
Cassie, who's your pitcher? It's Air Bud. No, <laughs> I'm going with uh, Echo from Lock and Key. And she is specifically, like, she is there now to murder Bodhi. It is only when Bodhi comes up to hit, she will use all of her powers to just murder this child. So she's on the mountain saying, like, Bodhi, if you swing at this, I will fucking kill you. <laughs> you and then your family. No, your family, then you, is how Echo would do it. And, uh, yep, she's she's got, obviously, all the power, all the moves. And I think she's a great pick. You... Stupid, stupid morons. The answer is Bullseye from Punisher Season 2. Oh, my God. This is a person... Season 2, idiot. (laughs) Sorry. Also, Mike, you're an idiot. Uh, This guy can throw anything that he wants, however he wants. He could throw it as slow, as fast, wherever he wants. He could strike people out. He could put the ball... Like, he could beam people in the butt... And it will kill him, cause, kill them, because he knows exactly where to hit someone in a butt where they die. I believe he's, like, the only one on this list that has actually played baseball, too. Uh-huh. Right. Like, that yeah, we've seen play baseball. Seen a flashback <laughs> of him as a kid. Yeah. Fuck. I do Darn. see an error in all of our picks, but I'm not sure. If- all right, Mike, who are your two guys? Uh, the Adam and the Absorbing Man. Caitlin? Uh, I have Negan and Barry Allen. I have got uh, Bullseye and Bodie. And Cassie, who are you? I have Pepper and Echo. Pepper and Echo. All right, Cassie, who wins? Oh, guys, these are some very strong teams. Ryan's is obviously out. Very strong second pick, but it was Bodie. I mean, you cannot win with that. Caitlin, I'm going to say you win just off of Air Bud rules. Oh, There's no yeah. real saying you can't. <laughs> That's right. You know, do, you, do you feel good about it? I feel really good, especially when that ball really sinks into Lucille uh, or whatever the name of the bat's name. Uh, I think it's going to be good. We have yet to determine. Like a super strike? The ball didn't it, go anywhere. It's now is. That's it's like not. him catching it and being like, what, I can't do this in baseball? He didn't touch it with his with hands. It's still with the bat. It's still in the bat. Still in the oh. game. Do you guys want to preview this for the next time we do it? Do you guys have football players in mind? <laughs> football players? Yeah, who would be on your football team? Sid from I'm Not Okay With This because she's just going to throw everyone with her mind. Okay, I guess that's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> that's a strong one. I was also thinking uh, David Haller, right? Like he has to be very good at all this stuff. But we'll see. All right. <laughs> When we come back, Black Lightning. Welcome back here in the main event. We're going to talk about the series finale of Black Lightning. On the season three finale of Black Lightning, the only good guys are Black Lightning's team, Agent Henderson, and your friendly local gangs, as the ASA shows that they were never there to help the town and are ready to nuke Freeland if the Markovians take it over. Our main baddie of the season, Gravedigger, may be fam, but that's not going to stop him from microwaving Black Lightning every chance he's got. The season all leads to the ultimate showdown at the compound, where the team manages to take down the ASA and Gravedigger, escape the compound right before it self-destructs, and decode the encrypted files, providing all the proof they need to take them and Odell down. Just when it looks like all the season's arcs have come to a conclusion, we see that Gravedigger is still alive and in town, which means he will be back, in addition to Tobias, who is just eating and chilling with dead people, but next season, he's going to be done with that sandwich and will only have his grudge with Jefferson to squish. So, Taste Buds, I ask you this... Which of these two baddies are you more excited to get more of next season if it's renewed? I think Gravedigger is so fun. I like any bad guy who in the middle of a fist fight just says, hold up, and has enough like strength in his words that the good guy is like, what? And he's I like, like, to hear what you have to say right now. And I like any bad guy who has that much talent. That guy can sing and dance and improv, and he just can, didn't do it. What can he do? <laughs> is it... Is it okay to like watch Wayne Brady in this role now with Chappelle show gone, you know, like... Uh, Chappelle show had all these jokes about how badass Wayne Brady is. Is he, can he like dive into the role enough where like we aren't realizing that this is Wayne Brady? I think that's why they had to sh- like completely shave his head and give him that scar across his face just to like kind of confuse you. Like this might not be Wayne Brady, you guys. Yeah. 
he hasn't otherwise the whole time you expect me to like do a rodeo song after the credits yeah. of the show <laughs> yeah if they ever do a musical epi- episode it's like done for it was oh wait that's wayne brady they can never i gotta say ty and i know that's a bullshit answer but like Ooh. they're doing the perfect thing of sequelitis of now season four is both of these guys together mm-hmm. i think that's gonna be awesome yeah it's gonna be a very intense combination i feel because like gravedigger I mean, essentially, I was super interested in his story because there's like, now that he has all these powers, there's like no way to stop him. Except for at that one point where we found out that lightning lava does indeed stop the magnetic field. Somebody pulled out their D&D book yeah. and yeah. read those rules. <laughs> the rock, paper, scissor rules. <laughs> well, does he still have all of his powers or uh, they shot him with the green arrow bullets things that yeah. took his powers away? Green so arrow! <laughs> I mean, it's it's comic book land. Mike, that could be taken away at any moment. That could not stick. Who knows? Speaking of comic book land, I want to know how many moments of my life I have watched two actors like throw force fields at each other and then CGI yeah. comes in and put like... I've, I've spent so much of my life watching scenes of people shoot one color at a different color yep. and having it freeze in the middle, and uh-huh. then they like grunt harder to see which color will win. I think Dragon Ball Z really ruined yeah. just fantasy for fucking yeah. years. Because they're like, oh, we don't have to try. We could just have people grunt and sweat at each other <laughs> without choreographing a cool fight. Just scream the whole time. I but- just wish that they had run out of budget right then, and it was ju- we just saw the actors with no effects just doing that towards each other. <laughs> well, we did get that for like a half second, and that was fantastic. When Gravedigger loses his powers, and he's like... <laughs> he's like that, <laughs> that was one of my like, favorite moments of it, just like, that little grunt that he gave. Like, he, oh, wait. Like, constipated? Am oh, I not he's gr- trying to use the powers. Am I not grunting good enough? Hold on. Let me try this again. I'll grunt harder. <laughs> also, do you, do you guys expect, like, if you've been microwaved twice in one day, like, you're probably going to be a little slower, right? Like, I, I feel yeah. like there's going to be longer ramifications. Or at least drier. Like, whatever you microwave, <laughs> you have to eat it in that session. If you have to microwave something twice, it's disgusting. Put a paper towel on top or maybe a damp paper towel to keep the moisture in otherwise. (laughs) Some sort of paper towel. (laughs) That was the part that was most insulting to me because everybody tells me with the amount of microwaved meals that I eat that I'm going to die at any time, but this motherfucker is just straight up getting microwaved and he's still saving everything. Like, that seems unfair. I just don't like how you sit in a microwave while you eat the meals. How else am I supposed to do it? (laughs) That's not what microwave meals means. But that's how I keep keep it warm. Either way, it's going to get cold. With all of these powers and grunts going on, I cannot believe this show's dedication to pulling motherfucking triggers like this is on network tv and also when you have a gun on someone you're supposed to say yeah you know what i'm not gonna kill you every character in the show was like no i'm I'm gonna shoot you as fast as fucking possible in the very beginning of the episode there's a news reporter like live on screen (laughs) and somebody just walks up and (laughs) it was very surprising (laughs) and she gives one last look she's she's a uh, veteran she's good at her job she's like uh for news five this is liz lemon and then just dies That scene was like haunting because like all the other scenes they show decided to like choose to like show the people like getting shot, but that one like it just focused on her face even when she fell. Uh-huh. I was like, oh shit, okay, we're doing something here. At the very end, uh, there's a bad guy in the back seat and there's a different bad guy in the front seat. And Black Lightning comes in and he's like, you don't have to do this. And instead of saying, okay, you're right, I won't, he's just like, pop, pop. No, it's just too late. I already killed him. So the bad guy in the front seat is the leader of the ASA. So he was the one double teaming everybody and he was going to sell out Freeland entirely if the Markovians took over. The bad guy in the back seat is Khalil. He used to be Jen's boyfriend and one of Jefferson's students who is now fully like 
risen from the dead a few times, has numerous powers and personalities. That was the coolest fucking move in the world. That was... moments of the week, that would be mine. Oh, for sure. Because that was like one ending, like one arc that came together that I was super satisfied with because I didn't want him when Black Lightning showed up and was like, you know you don't have to shoot him, right? And I was like, no, you should probably shoot this fucker. (laughs) And then he was like, yeah, you see him like shoot two times and you're like, oh my God, did he kill this guy? And he's like, that was in his spleen. So do with it what you want. (laughs) Like that is such a badass ending. And you could tell about like this world because Black Lightning wasn't like, no, he was like, well, I tried. You know, yeah. it, this is just what typically happens. I came. I gave the speech. Uh, what, what more do you want? What else could I do? <laughs> but no, it's definitely a brutal show. There's another. I think she was the bad guy in last season, and she was like, "There's everybody's betraying everybody, right?" Mm-hmm. And she's like working with the ASA, and they're like, "Look, Freeland's fucked, but we'll put you on the shadow board in Gotham." And she apparently that's like a demotion. She only wants to be in the shadow board in Freeland, so she's like, "I'm already gone, bitch," and just yes! them and stuff. Oh God. Oh yeah, that I mean that's the line of the week, right? Oh, like, for oh. sure. You'll never make it out alive. <laughs> Fuck you. Yes, I will. I'm already gone, bitch. That oh, I like stopped. I was like, yes, this is good. Because yeah, th- that's when the camera's supposed to cut. We're not supposed to hear the bad guy speak back on yeah. that. But she was like, <laughs> it's oh. behind a door too. <laughs> that's the moment where like that person becomes the audience. Like that, we said that in tandem with her. Like she's already gone. <laughs> Just an audience member trying to deal with all the shit that's going on. Like, uh, sorry, sucker. Is it? Uh, none of us have, are, have kept up with the show, but this finale I thought was pretty badass. Have you hooked in it? Did it hook any of you in enough to be like, I'll go back and watch? I mean, it hooked me into not necessarily keeping up with it, but watching every finale. Like, I didn't feel like yeah. I needed all of the other shows to just be like, oh my God, this is chaos and I love it yeah. and I don't need explanations. <laughs> It was high stakes for sure, and that was fun to watch. What did bug me, and I wanted to like compare with you guys to all, because you've been in the comic book TV game for a while. So the fights in here seemed like a little like weak. Like I feel you can feel them like pulling their punches a lot on these fights. So I just want to know, like, I wanted to see like how it stacks up compared to like all the others, because I know it's not like one of the top tier ones. It's but. not Arrow for sure. Arrow <laughs> clearly play like puts more time into this. But I asked the wrong people. <laughs> <laughs> There's, the, I mean, it does have this its moments. Like there's one where this guy flips and then also mm-hmm. the cameraman yeah. does the same the flip, flip yeah. and I just threw up everywhere, but like <laughs> cheering and thumbs up the entire time. There are That's sweet wrong. camera moments, but like, I don't think they, I don't think they think every second is equal mm-hmm. and, you know, plan right. out every second like Arrow did. And then the, to, to watch like the Khalil V Khalil fight and like his mind, Dojo, mm-hmm. that fight sucked. Like, and that's, they're just doing hand to hand stuff that should have like, slowed down and made us watch a really cool fight instead it was like this weird shaky cam slow-mo and I was like don't make us watch this then if you think it's fucking bullshit then just move on don't make us sit through the thing you obviously don't get what I wanted when that was going on was a remote that only went to different parts of the episode so like then I could tune into like the riots and the gangs or something like change the channel on this and that's clearly because I'm gonna assume the actor who plays Khalil does not actually have a twin so they were just like very low budge trying to like fudge their way around the fight. But they got around it by making him shirt one version shirtless. So yeah. like an open shirt, like they got around that. I really liked his open shirt that he had on too. It was almost like a cloak. <laughs> Speaking of which, a badass cloak for sure. It was so cool. You just liked the abs. No, I like honestly just like the flowiness of the shirt. It looked really cool. Because let's be honest, it was badass. There's such a thing as too many abs, right? Like Khalil has. I have the uh, perfect amount so of abs. Yeah. Yeah, you have half. <laughs> I got a half pack. <laughs> But Khalil can do less sit-ups, I would say. <laughs> I, you would say. I don't know what everyone else would say. There was also moments where I felt like, did it? some of the writing seem like it was really squished in at points to you guys? Like, there was a moment where it seemed like they kind of just, like, sloppily put together plot points. Like, when... um. 
for sure. Breeze through Jen's rescue. The, yeah. Just like all of a sudden. It looked like it could have been the episode and they're just like, she's fine. Yeah. And they then, like touch hands. It was like Spock in the end of Star Trek or whatever. That was not the end of Star Trek. But, but it's interesting to like see what they spend time on because yeah, they rushed through some stuff and you know, finale, like you always think you have an extra episode or whatever to do and then you don't and now you have to get it all done. Yeah. Uh, but they spent a lot of time with uh, Black Lightning's best friend's death God, he, so much time. He got shot bad. And then he was like, he was like, Black Lightning, get me to a hospital. And he's like, no, there's a you hole in you. <laughs> I can't. You will fall apart if I touch you. We have Feel to. My hands. This is one of the moments I was referring to because it's supposed to be this like touching moment. Like this is his friend. It's supposed to be sad, but they're just throwing out all the cheesy lines. He was I can't like, "Feel my legs." <laughs> like, yeah, dude, you got a hole in your chest. Well, There's more. <laughs> I also can't feel your legs. Your legs are over there. Like, I, I can't even see them. I thought that was actually like that was given the right amount of time. Mm. But the other big one was, and maybe this is should be saved for like uh, a more nuanced black show than black lightning but the conversation between about mlk yeah uh between gravedigger and jen yeah uh and so they like gravedigger has these thoughts about how maybe maybe i'm not so bad maybe mlk wasn't so good and you know and jen claps back it was it was a lot of time for a finale to be spent on that conversation it, yeah, it was really interesting. But one, I, she responded well, but also like very in character. She said, "Maybe that's why you're so negative and grouchy when she finds out he's a hundred grouchy." But yeah, there's another another character tells her this country was built by and for rich white men. There's definitely like I think the show knows it isn't strong enough to only focus on this stuff, but they're like we're gonna slip stuff in. But like yeah. I, underneath, I, I think that they would feel bad if they didn't include something, right? Mm-hmm. So this is the amount that they picked, and I think it sort of works. I mean. Just to say that this country was built by and for rich white men is interesting because it was built for rich white men. It was not built by rich white men, right. you know? And and it, it is because Gravedigger is 100 fucking years old. It's interesting what his perspective would be. is probably only angry. Like, you're all sitting around thinking everything's fine. It's clearly not. It's because we gave up early on in his mind. But you got to love the youthfulness of Jed to say, like, <laughs> you're pissed because you're wrong and you're a villain, but also just your age. If you're that old, then you're just you're you're a fucking grouchy the, idiot. I'm glad that they did have that between like the teen moment because you definitely felt it at the end where she was like, "Is this moment of Black History over?" And like that is the response when she like she was like getting like you know coming back at him and he was like, "You know what? I would love to kill you right now." And like that's the proper response to like some teens. Like you just get that feeling instantly. They make you so mad. You're like, "Oh man, I really want to kill you right now." Which I think really helped for like building up Gravedigger because I'm. As somebody who doesn't watch it, or even if I did watch every episode, I'm not interested in how powerful he is. I'm, I'm interested in like who his foils are, which is definitely Jen, mm-hmm. and what makes him upset. Yeah. And it's not even her disagreeing on black history. It's the fact that she would disagree, period. Yeah. It like, drives old people crazy. <laughs> and if you're 100, it's going to make you double grouchy. It doesn't matter what facts you have. I'm just angry about it. Yeah. How dare you step to me? But are we as like so Tobias he has already had we've seen quite a bit from him. What more do you think you guys they can like do with this t- team? Do Tobias you think is ultimately up? like the uh, I will keep moving the line forward mm-hmm. and then crossing it. You know, yeah. like he just keeps doing more and more vile stuff and less about like fighting for something he believes in. You know, like Gravedigger probably has is like uh I, I believe in this stuff, so I'm f fi- I think that I'm the good guy. Yeah. Whereas Tobias is now reveling in the fact that he's the bad guy and he's just gonna keep doing worse and worse stuff. And so those two together, I think, is dangerous. Yeah. So you guys, overall, we do we think there's a likelihood of a next season? Oh, yeah. CW never cancels shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. And uh, I feel like it was a pretty good, like, this was a good season 
series finale, season finale. So uh, I like I enjoyed it. It was definitely climactic. I was in, into it for sure. So that, you guys, that was Black Lightning. Next up, we're going to move on to our poll list where we're talking about all the other shows we watched this week. We're here in the poll list and we're going to start with I Am Not Okay With This. In this week's episode of I'm Not Okay With This, the gang gets detention and Sid blows up a library after seeing a dark figure follow her. Luckily, Dina and Stan and a burrito help Sid get the video footage of the incident before anyone can see it. On the penultimate episode, Sid searches for closure, but instead finds out she inherited her searches for closure with her father's death but instead finds out she's inherited her powers from her father and he too was being chased by darkness until the day he died taste buds i ask you this do you think the final episode will end with the death of one of our favorites or the darkness taking over one of them let's okay so i didn't get this while watching yeah but then after i watched both episodes i realized the darkness is her father right that's what i was dad didn't die and now he's like falling to protect her I don't it's, think this is a bad game. Okay, listen, it's either the darkness or it's McCavity from Cats. It's one of the two. <laughs> it's always got to be McCavity. Because he's in a trench coat. He's got his own little music when he comes on and is everything. Is this Idris Elba? Yeah. Yeah. McCavity, okay. yeah. all the lights flicker. It's one of the two. We'll see who's right. I have a pretty good track record so far. Because I thought maybe this was her dad, but I mean, her dad was seeing a darkness too. So was that his grandfather before him? Or it's like, like a horror movie thing where you have to pass it on to somebody. Yeah. And then you don't have to deal with it anymore. That's what, yeah. So... I mean, I, I feel like it's going to end with someone dying, like whether it be one of Sid's best friends. Like, obviously, Sid's not going to die. But can I, think- I tell you who I'm rooting for? And Bodhi? You know, I don't want anybody to die. And no, I don't think Bodhi can die on this show, Cassie. <laughs> he comes over. It's so the first episode that we watched, which I believe was the fifth episode, was this show clearly loves the 80s. Yeah. And we got straight up Breakfast Club with every single trope yes. in, the, in detention. Yeah. Uh-huh. We didn't have a badass. We didn't have a bender. So they brought in this girl mm-hmm. who fucked Dina's boyfriend. Yes. Yeah. She is so overwritten and such a 150% bitch that I was rolling my eyes the entire... Like, they pushed it too far and then, like, just ruined all the stakes of that episode. Mm-hmm. For she- that... So that character alone ruined that one for you? Yeah. I think oh, she was... Man. It was way too much. You know, like, they're so good at, like, writing Sid and Stan and, like, these awkward teenagers who don't feel like movie characters yeah and then she came in and was such a clear teen villain that that she was i still like i still super enjoyed that first one that one had definite where it was just like good like it felt like how we what we've been into with all just like the teenage bullshit like they just got the like ride or die all together into detention like i i really enjoyed that one she didn't bug me that much i think it's because i just find her funny and i accept that at face value yeah Yeah, it didn't bother you that much because that was you in high school (laughs) That's how that you acted. Yeah. I'm just out there talking about my vape. Guys, she was in detention because she was vaping. How do you not, Ryan? I feel like that Sid's mom is taking notes from that girl like about how to talk to Sid. Like when Sid's mom really wants to hurt Sid, she's like, what would that one teenager that say? One teen- that teenager is just coming into like her diner or wherever where she works and they yeah. just brainstorm together yeah, on her break. What would hurt her the most? Like what would absolutely break her heart? Uh, but I will say what was incredible about these two episodes is the sixth episode. So the mm-hmm. penultimate one yes. was 19 minutes. This is not yeah. back in the day. It, Netflix was like, "Hey, we want to buy your show or your comic. Twelve episodes, hour each." And they were like, "Well, I don't know if we have that, but I guess we'll make a bunch of boring episodes." Mm-hmm. This show does not do that. It had a nineteen-minute story, and that's all we got. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah, and it did like it felt like they were. It felt like the perfect amount. They weren't like 
rushing through things it wasn't stuff that got missed like it was it that was super satisfying for sure see i actually didn't even know it was 19 minutes because it it just felt like it was so clean and perfect like i thought it was a 30 minute episode because they put so much in there and like it didn't feel long but it was good but like story started story ended story started it it wasn't like filling it out just to get to a minute mark yeah in these two episodes so we have the breakfast club and then we have the let's say dad episode where he goes to the basement and opens the box and everything do you guys prefer this show being about teenagers and doing tropes and stuff? Or do you guys think that they're all, uh, better at serialization, continued storylines, superhero, like soap opera stuff? I think I'm like, I enjoy the like first one more, but I, I think they're doing that perfect amount because the, the second episode was super good, as we're saying. But like what I'm coming for to it for is that stuff. And then they they are just putting in like the right amount of that like superhero stuff like it is we're this far into the season and we saw just a brief moment of her being able to channel her powers and that is like as far as we've gotten with this season and i'm like i'm i like that pacing for sure because it gives them a lot of room to go right i think i like the the teenage aspect is probably my favorite part of it because they just really do hit it really well and i don't feel like a lot of shows hit that well but throwing in the supernatural aspect where she's learning how to use her powers while also trying to be a teenager it's i fucking love this show well i mean like that's sort of like why spider-man is my favorite yeah because all of those things are linked up you know like going through puberty getting powers learning how to be a dude learning how to be a hero that's like all of that stuff is lined up Mm -hmm. with the show yeah so there was so the moment that took out like that first episode like it's always felt like to us we've mentioned that it feels like this is people who still get what it's like to be in high school, but that character took it out for you. Yes. What took it out for me was the fact that detention was just in a gym with no yeah. supervision. No supervision. That's not how it works. That <laughs> Definitely is not, not how it works. They were like, you know what? These kids are known to be bad. That's why they're here. Let's fucking throw them in a giant room. I mean, somebody says like, you know what? We can like in Breakfast Club, uh, we have this assignment. If we all break it up, we can do it together. And everybody's like, cool, let's do it together. And immediately Dina and her jock boyfriend run to the corner and start making out as hard as <laughs> yeah. they can with no supervision. <laughs> Just absolutely nothing. And that's how the burrito bomb and everything gets popped the, off. The burrito bomb was very good, by the way. Just two burritos in a in wrapped in foils in a microwave. Oh, yeah. Also, we need to talk about how Sid needs to recognize, like, how good a friend she has with Stan and Dina. Yes. Because, like, my God, they put everything out there for her. I really like Stan as, as, like, a best friend. Like, I feel like she treats him like garbage, but he deserved a lot better. I do think, though, and I understand that it's complicated. Dina and Sid's relationship is complicated, but... And we're going to talk about this with Lock and Key later, but why did she reveal everything to Stan? Dina knows Sid is holding back, and she won't just fucking tell Dina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, but- like, Dina is saying over and over again, you're fucking lying. Yeah. And she won't reveal all of her secrets to yeah. her. That's what that moment was frustrating, and I just, like, it. it's kind of just like a thing that's going to happen in TV shows. I think we just have to accept, like, they're going to make it more dramatic. Like, that is the moment where, like, in real life... Us with like some a little bit of more life experience, like yeah, just take that moment, be truthful. It is like scary, but you know, in this like TV world, they're gonna have to drag it out. Like I can't, I cannot tell you. Right, it's it's more of like a oh my god, I gotta watch next mystery than yeah. it is like re- realistic characters doing realistic things. Yeah, there is also we were talking about if we think that the darkness is either McCavity or her dad, and um, so we think that like equal. <laughs> Equal odds for yeah. both of those things. No, it's it's at the same level in my mind. We'll see. We'll see how it goes down. But there is also, so at the end, she loses her journal that she's been writing, yes. documenting all of this in, like all of her getting her superpowers, what it's doing and everything. And this is missing. And I wasn't sure. So like right after then, it cuts to that darkness, like standing in the out, like in the street. But I feel like it's definitely going to be um, 
who is it stan or what not stan uh dina's boyfriend is like for sure the guy that took that right because he now has a vendetta against her for wrecking their relationship right well in his mind it's all on her for wrecking it yeah i mean she was the fucking asshole who walked in to a conversation in the bathroom about him cheating. How yeah. dare she? How dare? Yeah. Where they were just loudly talking about everything. <laughs> as loud as possible. <laughs> Screaming down the hall like, hey, remember when I cheated on her? <laughs> that was cool, right? Yeah, I uh, I think the darkness could be something else completely. I, for some reason, cannot get the person who gave her the book, the uh, student counselor, like out of my mind. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's like she's such a small character, but I'm like, maybe she's the darkness. But there's like, but she also gave her that outlet to try to figure it out. There's so. no reason for that character to have that much screen time yeah. unless it's more important than what we know yeah. right now. Yeah. So that's the only reason I went back to that person. But maybe we haven't even met whoever the darkness is yet. But maybe the darkness was you. Maybe the darkness is inside all of us all along. Oh, Something to think on. Another thing to think on is our moments of the week. What do you guys have starting with Ryan? My moment of the week is, I guess, Jock. That's just what we're going to call him, right? Yeah. He doesn't yeah. deserve a name. No, I don't care. Jock pins a girl half his size to the locker yeah. to threaten her with violence. And then the locker start flying open because of her powers and her being scared. And his face was perfect just i wish all jocks could experience that moment and have that face of like oh my god i'm gonna pee yeah. <laughs> but then like still not back down from his whole thing like he was still like that was weird but you know what i'm still gonna kill you yeah. like i'm still out to get you specifically do we want him to die like is that what we're rooting for yeah i'm fine yeah. with that i'm okay. fine with him dying I'm, I'm fine with that for sure caitlin what was your moment of the week uh mine was definitely the burrito bomb and just the fact it, it was just a fun moment when they had to figure out how to put the burrito bomb in there and then the principal or the person watching over just watching back and forth like with all these different things going on it was just very fun to watch very scooby-doo vibe yes very scooby-doo that principal I, I guess this means i'm old but typically he would be my enemy if i was a kid watching this yeah but watching this at my age i was like yeah man <laughs> your life is hard that's so frustrating everything you have to go through take a break on this guy man man that's too much uh my moment of the week is going to be actually again because i stand stand now it's going to be when stan tried to get detention or made it where he got detention and just his reaction to just like throw the books and then stand up like he realized that wasn't enough so his like panic to double down it was just like fuck you (laughs) with no conviction just just like because that's good because the teacher can't be mad like the teacher has to send you to suspension or detention but like you're still so adorable, but Stan. Still, like, like, oh, there's no toughness. Also, he sits down and he's like, yes, I got attention. <laughs> and it's one of those uh, wraparound yeses. Yeah. Like you put your hand flat the other way and then bring it around. <laughs> just, yep, and all. Just theatrical. Well, you guys, uh, I Am Not Okay With This is on Netflix. You've probably already watched it, but next week we're going to dig into the finale, so you should watch it again with us. Next up is October Faction. On the eighth episode of October Faction, Alice recalls a time she opened up to a friend which violently tore her world apart. Taste buds, recall a time where you opened up to a friend that didn't violently tear your world apart. That didn't? That did not. (laughs) Oh, God. Ryan. Doesn't exist, right? No. Doesn't exist. There was this one time that uh, I told Ryan he was my best friend. This is years ago, and all he did Wait, was shit, this is a true story? <laughs> yeah, all he did was make fun of me the rest of the ride down the Pacific Coast Highway. We were adult men driving shit. down P- PCH, <laughs> and you looked me in the eyes and told me that I was your best friend? <laughs> that's, that's, what? That, well, yeah, I was trying to do the Dom and Brian thing from Fast and the Furious. Like. <laughs> yeah, that was a touching moment. He set the whole scene for you. What song was playing? What was it your guys' Yeah, is it your guys' song? Phantom Planet, like... No, it was it was definitely no effects. Don't call me white. 
Yeah. As we do the most white thing possible, <laughs> declare people best friends. <laughs> we can maybe try to. I mean, you guys aren't my best friends yet, but we can see. We can try to work to that moment. I'll let you know if I that doesn't bite you. I can't be on more shows that do this to me. I, don't nope. <laughs> I think it's good for everyone's mental ability. October Faction is on Netflix always. Next up is The Walking Dead. In this week's episode of episode 11 of season 10 of The Walking Dead, we see all of your faves in Hilltop start to tie up loose ends as they prepare for a battle against the Whispers that is, will surely kill them all. Meanwhile, the Whispers launch gourds full of sap on Hilltop and set, and set the place ablaze. Taste buds, I ask you this. Will we get the beginnings of a huge battle that is Game of Thrones-esque and pretty badass looking. Do you think the peeps at the hilltop will be able to get rid of the whispers for good or do you think that they're going to be sticking around for another season? I, okay, so whatever the answer is that it will be stupid and way stupider than you think <laughs> is uh, my answer. Did you say gourds? Yes! Yeah, gourds, yes! gourds of sap. Yes, gourds of gourds? sap. Like yes. pumpkins full of sap? Yes, and it was like a sticky sub substance that is probably sap or syrup or something. They or invented like napalm? <laughs> sap napalm? Yeah, they're like, it's time to throw these gourds at you guys. So. Was there a cut too where somebody uh, got a bomb thrown at them, a, gore, a, a, a sap gourd, Yeah, uh, but they were sitting down to a dry pancake breakfast <laughs> and it landed in a perfect spot where it just covered their pancakes with delicious syrup. Ryan, I didn't know yes. you watched it, but definitely that happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's the moment that might make me on board with The Walking Dead. <laughs> It, no, like, but I, it, it, the answer is definitely like whatever, however awesome you think it will be, uh, divide that by 10, and that will be the answer. Yeah. But I bet, it, I mean, they, they do cool set pieces. I bet there will be like two cool things that you go, oh shit, that a dummy like the late great Taylor would be like, you guys, it's back. That's, I think it's back. And we're like, no, there's too many dumbass character moments that are going to disappoint us. That's what everyone was saying. Like, this is so cool. I can't wait for the next episode for the huge fight to like happen, actually happen. And then I can't wait for the whispers to be gone forever. So it's like, you know that the whispers are going to be not gone and they're coming back next season because how could yeah, they they're just going to have a bad guy hotel. Now yeah. the whispers live with Negan in prison. <laughs> is that the name of it? Bad guy hotel. Bad guy hotel. <laughs> Well, Caitlin, if they want to watch next next episode, where can they see it? They can see it on AMC's, and I believe it comes out on Sundays. Perfect. Our next show of the week is Sabrina. On the season three finale of Sabrina, it's been a couple of decades since the last episode, and Sabrina has been sleeping in stone while Greendale was destroyed. But now it's time to do something as future Sabrina frees herself and goes topside. She sees that pagans have taken over and that Ambrose is the only one still alive from her family. It's a bleak reality that cannot be fixed in the present time. If only there was a magical baby living in an egg that could somehow be used to send a person back in time and make it all all right. Oh, that's right. It's Sabrina. So there super is, you guys. Cut to everything being righted and the coven getting their revenge on the pagans. Greendale is saved, but now Sabrina must return to turn to hell and go into the stone to close the time loop or and prevent a disastrous time paradox from existing. But, oh, wait, this is Sabrina, so she super doesn't do that. Our girl is taking advantage of there being two of her so that one can commit to being the queen of hell and the other can stay in Greendale. So, Taste Buds, I ask you this. Did the time travel fix-all move work for you or did it seem like a cop-out? I didn't get frustrated. Like, I wasn't doing that thing where I was like, wait, if she's there and she's here, then... Mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't doing that kind of math. Mm -hmm. So it worked in that way. But, like the show always does, make sure that Sabrina can do whatever the fuck she wants yeah. and just like disrespect every single rule and law in the history of time and then end up on top. And now we have it again. Just right back to the beginning. 
what I liked about it is because in the past she's like stumbled into it. In this, she was smug the whole time. Oh, the yeah. Sabrina's were just smirking at each other like, we're going to get one on all of these guys. <laughs> I wonder we're if we get everything we want. <laughs> I wonder if they like saw the range of the actress and the actress, they were like, oh, she only does smug. So we can, we can, every decision she makes has to end with that. Because that's what it kind of feels like. It feels like uh, Sabrina acts however she wants, whenever she wants, and there will never be re- repercussions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's very rarely. Like, one time, somebody will explode on her, and then that's it. Like, she'll just keep on living how she lives. Or we're all building up to, like, a seventh season, where, which is just repercussions. Just, like, her being tortured for seven episodes straight. You know what? I would be into that season. There was, like, when they initially announced it, like, she started in the stone, and she was like, I'm from the future. Like, I did roll my eyes. But Sabrina has this way of just committing so hard to the aesthetic and how ridiculous it is that... I was like on board like as soon as she goes back topside she sees like that all of her friends are dead and how she sees that it's just like skeleton versions of them yeah but like the hat's still there so you know who it is <laughs> like that shit is why I come to Sabrina and they hit it so hard in this episode I gotta say like it, like there's a lot of Sabrina that makes me think of what Riverdale wishes it could be mm-hmm. you know because Sabrina is the way it is it just gets to do whatever it wants and I'm sort of fine with it you yeah. know yeah for sure did we know that the bad guy was Pan the, the leader of the Pagans for there a second. Was, he's like, because I'm the dark god Pan. And then he went away. The minute he revealed that to the witches, they're like, nah, it doesn't matter. Here's a sword. Yeah, there was like a brief mention of like that. Like one time when we got to see his like real face or whatever, there was a brief mention of it being Pan. But then that was like it. Nobody really like honed in on it. It was just a brief. Like a lot of buildup for not a lot of Pan. Not, not a lot, no. The Between Black Lightning and Sabrina, this is a trend that I'm noticing. Those are our two finales for this week. And I'm realizing that people have stopped doing the second to last episode is the big battle and the last episode is like the reset. The closure. In both Black Lightning and Sabrina, the the like big bad was stopped halfway through the episode. Mm-hmm. And then they spent the back half of the episode doing the like the everything's okay. Do you guys like that or is that too much for one episode? Budget baby. Also, like <laughs> I don't I don't need to see a forty five minute Sabrina battle because it's not gonna look kick ass the whole time. Yeah, for, for this case I feel like it was like they probably handled that right for this show, I think, for sure. Let's talk and about it would mean forty five minutes of emotions from this cast. And I also don't <laughs> think they can do that either. Only smug, that's it. <laughs> It's just Harvey the whole time saying, like, uh, cue card says, sad. I'm sad. <laughs> Why are all these strong, badass women attracted to this fucking dude? I don't know. Yeah, First of all, swing a pickaxe. He has <laughs> severely prematurely, like, balding. Like, his hairline is going out oh! of control. That should be number one. But he straight up said to Sabrina's best friend, what's her name, going blind? Rose. Rose. Roz. Roz. Like, no. Don't come in the tent with me. I'm a man and you're not. And I will handle this entire situation. Runs in, gets fucking destroyed immediately. And then Roz is like, three, two, one. Okay, I'm going to go in. And then handles the situation. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't don't let the person fight Medusa who has the power of Daredevil whenever right? she wants it. <laughs> Yo, she straight up says, here is my clear plan for how I can win. Yeah. And Harvey's like, shut up. I have a no, penis. A <laughs> uh, that's what he calls his penis. His penis. <laughs> Can't even pronounce it right. That's an issue. Can we talk about... Pagans? Okay, yeah. What the fuck are pagans? Are pagans so like pagans are anti-Christian, but they're anti- they're also anti-witch. What are their powers? This, like, I, I do think like Christians would call anything that's not Christian pagans. But they, they, they're like nature witches. In this, it seems to be. Yeah, like if you don't worship like God, you are a pagan, and they worship like the lowercase gods, the ones that aren't recognized to them. But that's they still have religion. Then they have their own. These ones do for sure. What the it green. Like, what it looked like was a bunch. It, it, it felt very midsummery. You know, like it felt like that there was a lot of like uh, cult, tribey, planty shit. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it felt like a bunch of people with no powers at all mm-hmm. running up and saying, "You better leave, witches." 
We're going to get mad. That was it. We're going to make them plant zombies. That's in the uh, apocalyptic future Sabrina's running around that only Ambrose is around. I think the pagans had succeeded and they were all plant-based zombies. They misunderstood what that phone game is about. (laughs) There was two things they wanted to do. It was turn them into plant zombies and enjoy this carnival. And like it felt like the plan went too far. There's sort of like bridge over the River Kwai shit where like they forgot about the whole thing except to throw a good carnival. (laughs) And one guy freaks out. He's like, nobody's here. And it's not because he wants to win. He wants people to enjoy the carnival he made. He's got some Ryan, good. That was you before a live show. That is how you're <laughs> acting. You're just chewing everybody's head off because nobody's here yet. You guys, there is so like one thing that Sabrina does. Um, first of all, it is Women's Month, so thank you for bringing two women on. And I'm going to start the segment right here with uh, what I like to call "Let's Go Women." And Sabrina came so hard with this. So let's go, women. Can we talk about the moment where it was only like all my badass bitches came together to resurrect Auntie Hilda yeah. and it was only like all the men had to sit off to the side yes. and it was just like, if you got a vagina, come here, we're going to resurrect this chick. It was even Roz was in that, that circle too. And it's like, she's not even a witch. I understand she has a sight, but. So we have the power to resurrect. Let's go women. Also, Prudence's whole look of just that aesthetic and then where she takes out the two swords from her back and flips them around. Yes. Let's go yeah. women. Let's fucking go women. But I mean, you could see that with the pagans because they weren't scared of the witches. Yeah. And then when Prudence does that, they're like, you know what? We're going to leave you. We're, we're going to pack up our tents. And- <laughs> also, they're like, make sure they get out of town. And they were all running away. And they're like, nope, now we kill them all. Yeah. Well, they were getting out of town. They killed them while they ran away. And then also like kicked over their signs. Like there was a carnival <laughs> sign that said like cotton candy here. They're like, Nobody kick that shit. Bullshit candy. When you, they do a victory lap right is how they do it. <laughs> But then we also get, at the end, we get uh, Auntie Zelda getting with that other witch, at, and they're going to be, like, the strongest power couple out there. I'm so excited for that. Let's yes. fucking go, women. Yes. Is Zelda, like, what is the sexuality where you're attracted to power Just and power. not gender? Because yeah, yeah. that, like... It, is that it, sapiosexual? It, it doesn't seem like, seem like she's gay or straight. It seems like she is, oh, hello, you are a powerful witch or wizard, mm-hmm. and then just hooks up with that. And Which I respect. I respect it so much. Uh, do you guys have moments of the week, Caitlin? I have another Let's Go Women. Uh, let's Go Women. This yes. is my moment of the week. But also kind of Let's Go Women when Sabrina is swinging the ball and chain over yeah. her ed- head. Yeah. And she's holding that is dead baby, baby egg. And, and she's chanting something. I'm like, oh my God, girl, let's go. That's another thing. Like, that is what... It's so wild. It felt Sabrina to me. Like, they yeah. gave her, like, some mace thing. And they're like, stand in the middle of Stonehenge. I'll spin Stonehenge. And this is how we do the ritual. Yep. Like, yes. <laughs> It seems so unnecessary, but also so right, and I needed it. So right. Uh, Ryan, do you have a moment of the week? My moment of the week is in an episode that was full of crazy things. Uh, the thing that got me the most titillated. Okay. It's Women's Month, so I, <laughs> I use the word titillate. Uh, it's when um, I thought it was a great-looking snake monster lady at the end. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. I went after Harvey. But I love the classical touch of going to the shadow when she, like, transforms into a snake and we just see it in the shadow and then have it attack. Oh, yeah. That's like some old school Hollywood thing mm-hmm. and I, I like that. I appreciate that. Well, he full on called out. He's just like, nah, I watched Clash of the Titans. Please yeah, that's like- mirror. I'll use a mirror. It'll be fine. <laughs> I purposely brought this mirror for this moment. This is my only plan. Pickaxe, mirror. This is all I got. And she busted the mirror immediately. Immediately. Yeah, she's like, fuck your mirror. Fuck your plan. Mike, moment um, of the week? When future Sabrina's talking to Stone Sabrina and Stone Sabrina's trying to tell her what's going on, She's, she's like, I, and I know I say this a lot, do not understand anything that's yeah. going on right now. <laughs> and yeah. that, that really encapsulates the show. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and then, like, my moment of the week, it was obviously that ritual, but also just the whole aesthetic of Sabrina, like, 
Sabrina, the queen of hell, how they made her like Marie Antoinette. Oh. I am so into that whole vibe and oh that like God. that whole thing is just my moment of the week. I don't love the job of queen of hell, but I love I the love costume. That. Yeah, this is I don't nice. want the work, but if I could get that costume, I am in for it. Uh, Sabrina is on Netflix always. Rewatch the finale with us, you guys. All right. Our next show of the week is Supergirl. In the 15th episode of the season five of Supergirl, Supergirl becomes a bodyguard for Andrea, the creator of VR contact lenses, after an anti-tech extremist threatens her. Meanwhile, Lex tells Lena to test non-necrine on prisoners from his private prison. Uh, Taste Buds, I ask you this. In this episode, it makes it clear that the real villain here is technology. Do you think this is strong enough villain for Supergirl to face for the remainder of the season? Oof. I mean, it is Just, Women's Month. Yeah, it is. It is. Women's so she month. will be anything, even technology. <laughs> well, if you to pull from a quote from Pepper, um, yeah. Snapchat has been is a feminist like uh, empowerment tool. Yeah. So, okay. like, I think I don't think we need to take down technology. All right, so okay. hold on. Even outside of the times we're talking about Katie Keene, you are quoting I'm bring Pepper it back to, I'm as a, if she's Gandhi or Martin Luther King. Yeah, I have I have so many tattoos of like just inspirational quotes from her all across my ribs. It's been like Pepper five is five episodes. Haven't yeah, you? and I have I have ten. Mike, there's two Pepper moments every episode, and it has changed me as a person. I think that the thing that Kara has going for her is that she's yeah. not she's uh, younger than like forty, uh-huh. so technology should not be a problem. Yeah, yeah she knows how she's, to do it. She's just like, I'll just turn it off. Duh. They're really hitting hard with technology's bad. Um, there is a moment, though, where Kelly and Alex, uh, they're a couple, and uh, Kelly brought a lunch for Alex, and it's uh, just a box of comfort foods, and it's Hot Pockets, mac and cheese, dump, and dumplings. Does she like, want her yeah. to diarrhea the rest of the day? <laughs> so somebody doesn't want to get any. Maybe not everyone has a horrible digestive tract, Mike. She just listed Hold- off things that just make everybody diarrhea. That's not the Hold- Hold on, though. If, if you want to go out with the boys tonight, just a boys' night, but you want to trick your girlfriend into thinking that you're you know, uh, a good boyfriend, bring her girlfriend. that box, and then she is in the bathroom the entire day, and then you get to go out with the boys. Because you know we love hanging out with the boys, right? Let's go, women. Let's yeah. go, women. Caitlin, where can they watch Supergirl? You can watch Supergirl on the CW. All right, our next show of the week is uh, Batwoman. On <laughs> uh, this week's episode of Batwoman, Batwoman and Luke are on the trail of someone hunting social media mavens. Taste buds, I ask you this. Is this a crime? No. Again, Snapchat empowerment. Let's go. <laughs> so it is a crime. To hunt down the people? Yeah. No. Okay, so... Hey, you're, you're really flip-flopping here, Cassie. <laughs> I will take no stance Look, whatsoever. technology is not a crime, the people who use it are. <laughs> if somebody is an influencer with 2,000 people, followers, is that okay to kill them? I mean, what's the point? They're barely an influencer at that point. <laughs> I don't get out of bed to kill for less than a million people. That's not even a micro-influencer, yeah, Ryan. That's what our bullshit gets out to. That's crazy. You're really showing your age right here, Ryan. Are you enjoying everybody dunking on you for this? I actually am, yes. I am titillated. Weird finish. All right, where can they watch Batwoman? Batwoman is on Sunday nights on the CW. Our next show of the week is The Flash. This week on The Flash, Kit Flash returns to Central City with a zen attitude and some new tricks up his sleeve. While thrilled to see his family again, Wally confides to Bear that he's returned because he thinks there's something wrong with the Speed Force. Meanwhile, Cisco returns from his fact-finding mission across Earth Prime. Taste buds ask you this. What kind of attitude do you find even more annoying than Zen? (laughs) (laughs) People who have Zen gardens and just don't rake them. Don't rake? What's the point of a Zen garden if you're not going to rake that shit up? Exactly! (laughs) You just eat that Zen garden fallow? 
it sends me into a spiral. I think I would say mine is influencers under two thousand for sure. I'm sorry. <laughs> is that an attitude? It's what not an yeah. Oh, it's a it's a whole attitude, a whole vibe. You know instantly. You can't even be called an influencer if you have under two thousand, Cassie. <laughs> you are. What's well, a good amount of followers then? <laughs> you, like a like like ten. Ten k at least. Yeah, you gotta hit the, the, the six. The digits. k's. The k's. Do you know so, how much I would kill for two thousand followers? <laughs> yeah, how many like people influence anything it's true it's your parents true. divorce oh. <laughs> I think this I have flashes on Tuesday nights yeah, in the CW. <laughs> our next show is Legends of Tomorrow this week on Legends of Tomorrow Ray plans to propose to Nora but all goes awry when an encore aka her dad shows up leading everybody to lie to Damien about Nora being an evil sorceress who's dating Constantine Meanwhile, Charlie and Constantine make a deal to work together on the loom, and Mick and Zari deal with the troll who hates his books. Chase Buds ask you this. Are you sad that Damien's leaving us, or do you think the show's done basically all it could for, with him? Cassie and Caitlin. Yeah. yeah. You stupid, stupid assholes. Let's go, women. You guys watch Sabrina. You guys watch Lock and Key. Yeah. But I think, and Mike, I'm going to get to your question in a second. You may have missed... Mike, is this one of the greatest episodes in the history of oh, no. superhero show show? Oh, yeah, man. it was amazing because I want a superhero show that also like really owes a lot to Three's Company. And they fucking <laughs> nailed it. They pulled this shit off. So many people falling over Ottomans. Um, no, I think that this was a good way for Dark to go out. And we'll get to why probably at the end of the segment. If you uh, can let me save one moment. But I didn't think he would come back. And he did. And I've seen a lot of shit on Damien Dark. Like, I've seen a lot of listicles that, like, name him among the worst Arrowverse villains of all time. Worst people are fools. And he is amazing. And Neil McDonough, the actor, is amazing. And how he was still Damien Darkish, but less villainous and more, like, into moose, yeah, chocolate Damien moose, <laughs> was perfect. This was an unbelievable hour of TV. Yeah, when he flipped from trying to kill Constantine and then Nora's like, this is my boyfriend. This is his house. He's like, oh my god, you got yes. a warlock. And then he's like, into ah. it, he's like, of course you date somebody who takes after your dad. Like, don't be proud of that, you fucking freak. <laughs> game recognizes game and once Nora says that, he's like, oh Constantine, I used to hate you, but now everything you do, I fucking love. Slap on the back. Here we go. And like he leans in like old dad because like it's a very like who's coming to dinner. At some point he says, I can't keep up with these millennials and their new tangled world domination plans. Like he's just like, I've been dead for too long and I don't get it no more. I also could not believe like in the beginning, that's not a Bible quote, but in the beginning of this episode, like they start off all these storylines and it's so subtle that I don't realize that like uh, Katie Lotz and Ava are going to fight over this one thing the whole time. There's all of these things set up with Mick and, like, it's all done so brilliantly and so quickly, and it just leads into this, like, explosion of, yes, Three's Company-esque shit, but it's still amazing because it's these people. Yeah, it, it's it's hiding boyfriends and secret loves, uh, unknown kids, and they just pull off everything. Gary being Gary all over the place. He freaks out about winking in and out of existence and basically turns and asks the camera if he disappeared. Right <laughs> and then at one point becomes, what is it? Gary the Train Abomination? Yeah. Is that what he's called? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. When they become... So this, this episode's called Mr. Parker's Cul-de-Sac, and there's a Mr. Rogers facsimile throughout all of it, and it is fun and horrifying to watch Ray do his version of Mr. Rogers. By the time that the entire cast gets dropped into the Mr. Rogers parody, we already have like a million character moments, mm-hmm. and then they get to the Mr. Rogers part, and it's even better. I think a lot of the issues that we've had with the past couple of episodes is that the A plot was great and the C plot was great, but there was like a boring B plot or D plot. This was none of that. 
and like be, I, I think they're so good at pacing it so that this ends in a wedding. Ray and Nora are getting married and da- and and leaving the show. This is who I'm actually sad about leaving the show is these two actors and these two characters. Uh, every show thinks we need to sit through the wedding speeches. Uh, and it's always the same. It's never original. Nobody says anything unique about these characters that you could put in any show. And this ca- this show was like, what if we just did a montage and they just dance and you love these characters? It'll choke you up a little. Is that good? And they fucking did it and crushed it. As someone who has sat through Mike's wedding speech at my own wedding, I love when we <laughs> cut the wedding speeches. My, uh, Damien Dark refers to his daughter as Nora Doll. Mm-hmm. Only calls her Nora Doll. Mm-hmm. Is this a reference to A Doll's House, the play by Ibsen, where the main character is Nora? And is basically like overruled by men until she breaks free and just gets the fuck out. There has to be one writer who really shoved that in, and everybody either rolled their eyes or didn't get it and moved on. Yes, I'm going to. Yes. I'm going to say that uh, Bebo versus Malice and Zari's Groundhog Day were the two previous best perfect episodes. Mm-hmm. I think this is on that level. I think now there's a threesome. The three best episodes of Legends, but what, what's great and bad is these aren't the three episodes you can say. Here's what you should watch if you want to get in Legends, because you have to really sit and get to know the characters for all the stuff to hit. Yeah, I mean, this one has uh, Nora invoking book club rules to Ava, mm-hmm. right? And if you've never seen the show, that's just insane. Like that, it just it's it's like part of the typical insanity. But if you have seen the show, then you sort of know how important that is, and it's weird that you think that's an important moment. And it has Nate walking Ray down the aisle. And if you don't know that they're best friends and basically everybody Ray has ever loved his entire life has died, mm-hmm. it wouldn't hit you very hard at all. But that was super emotional. God damn it. This is the best show on TV, folks. It's the best show on TV. And it's going to be hard for you guys to pick one moment. But do you each have moments of the week, starting with Ryan? Oh, I'm not going to pick one. Okay, uh, excellent. <laughs> Nora, immediately overrule it. Nora screams at Damien Dark, Dad, I'm not a child. You can't just keep killing all my friends. That is my one <laughs> as well. Um watching them get married was a huge moment for me because I know I now know that we're going to say goodbye to them next week and I don't know why because apparently Brandon Routh did not leave the show. Uh, every single second between Damien and John, uh, in the Mr. Rogers thing, Nate was not there. And it's because when we cut away from the Mr. Rogers thing, he was the Teletubby son just giggling <laughs> insanely. Oh, no, man. So creepy and amazing. But my ultimate moment of the week is when they, they spend this whole hour with Damien and he does feel like a... like. Uh, I don't know. He has become sort of a good guy and then puts his hand out and still Sarah will not shake it. Like Sarah has her line. Almost any other character ever would have to shake that hand either because they believe in that character now or out of awkwardness. Like it's really awkward to not shake somebody's hand and she still says no. That's my moment of the week. But yeah, I, I, th- it w- I think it would really betray her in the show, even this goofy ass show, if she did because he killed Laurel. We're all used to evil Laurel now, but he killed to Sarah, the real Laurel. And there's no amount of him making like funny puns and being a dumb dad that's going to make that go away. Yeah. And then he kills himself. He gets it. He's like, you're right. I shouldn't be in this world. I've done bad things. I'm out. Do you know, do you know what happens when he does that? Like, does he go back to hell or? I think so. Is he literally think... gone from existence? I don't know. Let's find out. Let's do some research. Uh, most of those were my moments of the week, but I want to talk more. So I'm going to say very quickly at a certain point. <laughs> Ava looks at Sarah's phone and says, some wild dog is calling you? <laughs> and because it was out of context, I forget there's a character in one of our other shows just named Wild Dog, so I was also like, that is weird. <laughs> in Sarah's phone, did not put his real name, but put his superhero name of wild first name, dog last name into her phone. That's how my contacts look, so I'm in, I appreciate that. Uh, where can people watch Legends? Uh, Legends tomorrow is on the CW on Tuesday nights. All right, our next show is Katie Keene. 
Katie is officially getting over KO and has gone from Philly boxer to a legit prince as she spends the night with Prince Errol. It's almost a complete fairy tale except for the fact that Errol has not called off his wedding and Katie now has to design her his fiance's wedding dress. <laughs> Meanwhile, Josie is celebrating the release of her EP at a party with the Cabots, but that too can't be a fairy tale moment as Xander lets it slip that the album only happened because Josie agreed to keep an eye on Xander, who is a struggling al- alcoholic. Ginger is also struggling to have her moment as she has to defend her Thursday night spot at the club, but gets outshone by actual drag star Shangela playing Miss Devereaux. My bitch Pepper is showing that she is a fully developed, caring person as she pulls back from pulling a con on KO's roommate. So, Taste Caitlin, I ask you this. After everything I've said this week and my clear passion, do you want to take back what you said about Pepper? Oh, no, I still fucking hate Pepper. All right, great. I am alone on this, but if you you guys should write in, let me know if Pepper is the best. She is. You can watch Katie Keene. It's Thursdays on The CW. Our next show is Riverdale. This week's episode of Riverdale is essentially a bottle episode, as Betty and her not-dead boyfriend lock the only four Stony students we ever met into a room and break down the case of the missing Jughead Pulse step-by-step. They roll their eyes and let him do it because they think it's funny that he would try even though they know that they did it, which is ballsy, if not stupid. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Can the climax of a mystery, where the detective breaks everything down, last 45 minutes? Oh. <laughs> Can it last 45, or yeah. should it? Should it? <laughs> I mean, is it even possible for it to last 45 minutes? I feel they must have found a way. It should not. It should not. No, the answer is it, I, I, I could probably have used more minutes with the knives out reveal. Mm-hmm. In that one really good movie... I could have probably, but not 45 minutes. That's so Riverdale many minutes. Is no knives out? I'm saying Riverdale is no knives out. <laughs> um, there's this other problem with mysteries too, whether they're read or watched, where there's like this, here's the reveal, and then you, you're like, oh my God, I'm so dumb. All of the clues were there the entire time and I didn't put them together. But then there's this other type of reveal, which is like, we never showed you any of the clues and we do whatever we want. Yeah, that is horse shit. Yeah, and that's what it is. But it's 45 minutes. And, you know, like everything that they reveal is either so logically the case that it's stupid that they think it's a reveal. You know, like it's like we made a burger and put a bun on it. Cool. <laughs> or something that we never would have guessed. And so it, it really does all fall apart. But Riverdale is not known for sticking to landing. It does a bunch of crazy stuff. And then it's like, how do we get out of this as fast as possible? Yeah. That's, and they've gone so hard for so long that like, at what point is it too much, you know? And Cheryl, like, so the, the whole thing is solved. But at the end, Cheryl's like, she sums it up by saying, so mystery's done. I guess that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Literal dialogue from Cheryl. Uh, but I did notice, Betty, that throughout all of that, you faked a crush on Archie. But I think you really have one. And Betty's oh, she like, called it out? No. Yeah. Yes. Oh. So I think we have four episodes left in the season. And I guess that's what we're going to do is that. Love triangle. Love, love triangle. triangle. Or square. Because like Veronica's still in this. That's oh, crazy Ver- for the show to be batshit Riverdale and think it could just do four episodes of normal teen drama. They're like, people still stay on board, right? They, they like where the characters are just being characters. I, I think it would be cool and... Like, if they introduced a new character to Riverdale, and then Betty fell for that guy. But to have us believe that she would fall for Archie. After everything? <laughs> yeah, like, that is so insane. He has red hair. He has, uh, like, a 10 IQ. There's just no way. He was attacked by a bear. Yeah, he was. <laughs> At what point do you lose... attacked by bears. At what point do you lose interest? That's my first question if I'm a- ever interviewing someone. <laughs> have you been attacked by a bear? Ryan, do you have a moment of the week? The moment of the week, guys, is so clear. Uh, they trap all the like all the students, four students, and then the Mr. Dupont, like the head of the school, in a room, 
And it turns out that Mr. DuPont was responsible for everything. Part, when they're going through the case, part of the case is figuring out why a teacher, not weeks ago, jumped through the window and fell to the ground. And they were like, yeah, that's weird. They figured it out. And then once they bust Mr. DuPont, he starts backing up towards the window. <laughs> and I'm thinking, there's no fucking way. And he's like, you'll never catch me alive or dead. And then makes a break for it. And then they all go to catch him, but do not. And he dives out the exact same window yes. that was just fixed and dies in the exact same way. <laughs> oh, my God. There we go. That's Riverdale. Where can the people watch it, Ryan? That Riverdale is on Wednesdays on the CW. All right. Our next show is Lock and Key. On episode five of Lock and Key, Kinsey uses a new key to seek vengeance on Eden, that actress we replaced in that student film, uh, who's been bullying the film crew. Meanwhile, Nina finds a sympathetic ear in the principal, and Tyler and Bodie learn Rendell maybe killed his friends? Taste buds, I ask you this. What is this show saying about fear and morality when it comes to Kinsey? Well, I think that, yeah, like, I guess fear keeps you good. Which is interesting. Do you, one, do you buy that, too? Is the show doing a good job at selling that? I do buy it. Uh, and I think it's doing an okay job. I, I think that the reason that the show sold out is having Scott walk away from Kinsey, like his big crush, mm-hmm. was good. But then at the end, Scott was like, I'm just kidding, baby. Yeah. I'm in the bedroom and I don't care about anything. He came back and I thought that was weird. Yeah. That's a real teenager move. Look at I guess, pink yeah. streak in her hair. You just kind of just walk away from that? <laughs> no teenage boy can avoid the pink streak in a girl's hair. He really can't. I, I think what's interesting is the show flipping tyler and kinsey where it starts off she was like the good one we rooted yeah. for kind of and mm-hmm. he was a prick and now it's like she keeps saying you're not her dad but like somebody's got to take care of this goddamn messed up family and he's doing mm-hmm. an okay job now and she is batshit because she has no fear yeah yeah and the i mean the brother is he's not smooth he is right they should take care of these keys they should not be like hey what's up high school kid have you not heard about these keys yet? Let me tell you all about them. That's what they should sh- probably keep some secrets, but he does it in a dick way, which makes me like root for Kinsey instead. Mm. Well, he's still a teenager too. Yeah, like, he does. Oh, sorry. He does have that moment where, like, he can tell he is that full dad where he's just like so angry and like so bubbling, where she's like, "Don't do it. Just don't." <laughs> I mean, he's like two seconds away from "I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed." Yeah, right? yeah you right can there. feel that in his tone. He was right there. Also, like the fact that she just shows this to. Uh, the dude that I completely forgot about, like I've watched every single episode, but um, their friend who's like the film crew mm-hmm. and it's like the one who played the lobster. Yeah. Oh, okay. The lobster, Lob- the that's lobster man. Why, that's why he had a lobster head the last time I saw him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she shows lobster dude, these keys and he's like all into it and he takes two seconds to buy it. And that yeah. really, that really like took me out of this whole thing. And I got to say like uh, going from a high school boy's head. Uh, oh, Scott, like, oh, I'm special because you showed me this. Yeah. And now you're just fucking showing everyone. Yeah. So, like, Gabe the Lobster Kid? Gabe yeah. the Lobster Kid. Also, this is like a super powerful, like, this is one of a super powerful keys. And Kenzie's just like, hey, what's up? I can control whoever with this. Like, what do you want to do with this information? The, and- the thing that I did think it handled well, though, is when does the victim become the bully? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. when does revenge go too far? Yeah. And watching Scott's face when they took, what's her name? Eden. Evie, Eden from like, oh, I'm on a table. Or, oh, I fell over and then had a, like, a, a great comeback and now everyone loves me again to like fucking a statue in the back of the yeah. lunchroom. Yeah. Covered in condiments. Yeah. 
But also, uh, like, weeping because she's not doing this. Yeah, somebody making snide comments, even for weeks, is not equal to taking away their bodily autonomy. It's fucking right. gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that scene was hard to watch because, like, the first, like, make her trip, like, yeah, like, that's that's as far as it, like, truly needs to go. So to see how far they took it, like, it was, like, you everyone, like, it was just this overwhelming, like, you need to stop, please. I will give the actress who plays Eden props, though, because I don't know if there was CGI or whatever involved, but, like, when... Kinsey says, throw your leg on the table. It's not oh, natural. Yeah. Like, she it, yeah. she looks possessed when she yeah. does that. Yeah. It was really good. That table dance, so good. <laughs> Let's go, women. <laughs> no, no, no. This is about women losing agency. <laughs> no, but no, the real woman has the power. <laughs> She's able to do that. Let's go, women. <laughs> Let's get to the most appropriately named person in TV history. Mm. Rendell, we find out, may have murdered people. Yeah. Do we think that there's more mysteries to be unlocked? <laughs> And Keed. Or uh, do you think that this guy might be a bad guy? I, I think it's saying, like Tyler points out in this episode, that like we don't know anything about these keys. They, they're just or these people start fucking with. Uh, and yeah, when they see the memory of their uncle watching. Well, I think these keys probably have some sort of like, maybe not demonic, but like lean negative. It might be like the more you use them, the worse you get. Or they all Maybe not pessimistic, powers. but cynical. Yeah, they, they all have different powers. So maybe... There's going to be one that drives you a little nuts to make you kill your friends who has a key in their chest. Like, it's so crazy how they're just like, let's use this one and find out what happens. Crazy shit is happening at all times. Maybe don't use them. But does that mean that you think that the memories are changed? Like, the key changed the memories? Because we're watching what really happened, right? I'm thinking the key made him do it. And then, oh, I see. But then, like, Kinsey, I think, has the best response of, I will disregard everything that I saw and know to be fact and still back up my parents. You know, I'll still, like, uh, defend them so I don't have to admit that they were awful people. Mm Mm-hmm. And she also says, she, he, she's like, what, you want us to ignore the magic that's literally calling out to us? And he's like, yes, siren <laughs> yeah. songs. That doesn't mean they're good just because it's like, hey, I'm here. Yeah. There is, like, this show has shown that, like, no one is above using the power of the keys. Because even uh, Scott, is it Scott, is Kinsey's boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Even he, at the end, like, when, once he comes back to her, he's like, you know what? We could use this to fix my movie. Yeah. Like, you're yeah. like, what the hell, dude? Like, you're supposed to be, like, the good one right now. And then he was like, but we still can't use this. And it started off sounding sweet. Like, hey, we don't have to do this for, like, villainous stuff. We can do it for good. But then super selfish. Like, what if we made my shitty movie good? Yep. Also, like, he was so upset it looked bad. The lobster costume looked great. The special effects were fine. Bro, you're in high school. What the fuck do you expect? Yeah. Um, I, Ryan, you mentioned like last week you let me do a victory lap. So can I just take another quick victory lap? Why? Because uh, the principal died. What's up? That called that one. I don't know. He. I'm nervous to take this full victory lap because he might still come back. Like it's there's too much like magic stuff. Yeah. Right now you're running around the studio like slowly making eye contact. I got so like, many sparklers. I keep going. Should I keep going? <laughs> I've lit more sparklers. I'll double down on it. You guys, he died. What's up? I called this. But once again, it's a prototypical episode of Lock and Key in that it's 50 minutes of pretty good. And then the last five minutes are like, oh, my God, yeah. that was awesome. I thought the principal was bad. Turns out he's dead. Uh, <laughs> please. Why do we have to stop watching after this episode? Yeah. Should we just you- end the show and get to watching? Yeah, let's go watch let's it together. Watch it right now. Uh, speaking of, do you guys have moments of the week? Caitlin. I think it was most shocking when the principal died because I, I did I was on that whole thing like principal's probably going to be a bad dude he's trying to feed all this information to the kids and everything so and I think last week him- you assumed he was bad because he was black is that what you said <laughs> Caitlin that's gross Caitlin. no, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no it's because he talked to plants and he was a freak yeah <laughs> so Mark Wahlberg in the happening yeah, yeah. <laughs> so seeing him with a bag on his head and then the other friend just 
that I don't remember what's her name. Ellie. Ellie, oh, yeah. just there at the bottom, like, oh, this girl probably killed the principal. It's like, she's yeah, actually the bad person. Probably. Probably. So, <laughs> oh, my God. Lock and Key got me on that one. And- all the connections between all these shows, if this, uh, who found the principal? Was it the mom? The mom. Nina, yeah. If Nina had watched Black Lightning, she should sit down, have a sandwich, and just talk to the guy just, with the bag on his head every time. once in a while. Have a chill time. Mike, do you have a moment of the week? Yeah, I think it's the scene when they're making Eden do all that shit, and then specifically Scott's face fall from like "this is funny" to "this is horrifying." Uh, mm-hmm. Was really well done. Yeah, Ryan, moment of the week. Uh, Mike already did it, but it's when uh, Tyler and Kinsey are running through, and Tyler's like, "We don't have to do this." And Kinsey's delivery of like, "Okay, I'm not gonna follow the magic that is clearly calling out to us." All right, bud. Sure. <laughs> And, like, I know she's wrong. I know that they should just go home and, like, go to bed and not do anything. But come on. <laughs> In that moment, you'll back down instantly. Once a teenager comes to you with that attitude, you're like, no, I am the idiot. You're right. Also, I know we're out of time, but next week, can we talk about Nina as, like, the most neglectful mother in TV history? Oh, like, yeah. does she even know she has kids? Oh, no. And then straight up, like, all she does, I forgot to dunk on Bodie. I got to dunk on Bodie real quick. You guys, he brought a hammer to school. First of all, he showed up to school in a fuzzy tiger shirt and a dinosaur jacket and then brought a hammer. And then it was just like, I brought it to protect myself. You lie. Just say the hammer got in there. This dumbass kid just admitted that he was like, oh, I need to protect myself and got sent home. It was the one time he got sent to school. He's a dumbass kid. Uh, I guess that's my moment of the week now. And I think this was the first time that, like, Bodie has gone to school, right? Yes, it yeah. is. It's his first day of school. It was his one shot. And he, like, he's running out with his backpack full of hammers that we don't know about yet <laughs> and he's like bye mom I'm going to school and Nina's like oh yeah Bodie <laughs> I forgot about that kid look at him making the decision to go to school all by himself proud of him well uh, Lock and Key is on Netflix you can watch it you should watch it with us you probably watched it all but go with us again watch it again watch it watch it again everyone and we that's the end we made it through the poll list everyone did we make it before the bomb went off oh, doesn't shit. matter we have t- 54 seconds. 54 seconds. All right, everyone. Ryan, what are some websites? Some websites are yourpotfilter.com is where you can get all of our podcasts, all of our articles, and everything in between. Yourpotfilter.com slash Amazon should be your new Amazon bookmark. Uh, Buy stuff from there. It will cost you no more or less, and it will help us out a lot. And then, of course, patreon.com slash yourpotfilter. That's the best way to help us out. Pick a tier. Join a tier. You will get a lot of stuff. Mike, can you tell us about other shows? Other shows. Uh, you can check out Movie of the Year, where Greg f- forces Ryan and I to fight to be his best friend. And also sometimes we talk about movies. Which I think is something Cassie's picking up on. Yeah, I'm yep. into she, this. She's like, oh, this is what gets the good show. Uh, there's also <laughs> the OCD, where Ryan and I just are allowed to be friends. And we go through every episode of the OC. You can subscribe, rate, and review all those shows. And you can rate this show at ratethispodcast.com slash superhero. You don't want to make him do one more show? And there's let's the have him. Yeah, let's have him. Where these yeah. idiots be idiots. It's fun. It's a good show. It's a good time. Yeah, let's go, women. Let's go, women. <laughs> let's go, women. <laughs> women are idiots too. <laughs> it's so important to know, Ryan. How can the people get, reach out to us? Uh, email us, please, at contact at yourpotfilter.com. If you thought that Bodie was a great actor, nope. Or if you thought that Bodie was the greatest actor, if you're out there thinking, man. Uh, nobody except for the smartest people would have thought to pick Bodie for their fantasy superhero baseball team. Ah. Email us, and we will definitely read that shit on the air. And I will make Cassie read it, and it will be hilarious. God. Or social Dude. media, contact us. Uh, we are at your pop filter on Twitter and at your pop filter on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I believe. Yes. We have no Snapchat. No. Not no yet. TikTok. No TikTok. 
Oh man, TikTok, you guys, that's where, I feel like that's where we can shine. TikTok for sure. Caitlin, you want to run that for us? Sure. All right, Caitlin's on it. Well, next week, you guys, we're going to dig into the finale of I Am Not Okay With This. Uh, For Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Caitlin. For Caitlin, I'm Cassie. I am the world. We're all friends. I forgot everyone's name, but that's the show. Bye, everyone. Well, you guys, uh... (laughs) Well, what? Well, something is for sure going to spark you guys. What's going to be sparking soon this evening? We are going to be talking about the finale of Black Lightning, which popped off. But first, we're going to go over to our bullpen and do a fantasy super baseball draft. (laughs) Nailed it. Got it in one.